Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Karen and I'm your reader today. Today is Thursday, December 7th. It's also the 24th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar which means this evening is El Hanukkah, where we'll be starting the eight-day celebration of Hanukkah. Also today in history, the prophet Haggai receives a prophecy to Israel and Zerubbabel from Haggai chapter 2, verse 10. On the 24th of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet. Our parasha this week is Vayeshev, which means he settled. And today we're reading from Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 39, verses 1 through 6. Before we start, though, let's take this moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now Yosef had been brought down to Egypt. Potiphar, an official of Pharaoh, commander of the bodyguards, bought him from the hand of the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. But the Lord was with Yosef, so he became a successful man in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made everything he set his hand to successful. Yosef found favor in his eyes, so he served him as a personal servant, and he made him an overseer over his household. Everything that was his he entrusted into his hand. From the time that he made him an overseer in his house and over everything that belonged to him, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house because of Yosef. The Lord's blessing was on everything that belonged to him in the house and in the field. So he released everything he owned into Yosef's hand. With him in charge, he did not think about anything except the food he ate. Now Yosef was handsome in form and handsome in appearance. That was Genesis, or Bereshit, chapter 39, verses 1 through 6. 
And now our reading from the Nevi'im. We are reading from Shmuel Aleph, or 1 Samuel, chapter 14. One day, Yonatan, son of Shaul, said to the young man carrying his armor, Come, let's cross over to the Philistines' garrison that's on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Now Shaul was sitting on the outskirts of Gibeah, under the pomegranate tree that is in Migon, and the troops with him were about six hundred men. Aiyah the son of Itub, the brother of Ichbad, the son of Pinchas, son of Eli, the Kohen of the Lord in Shiloh, was wearing the ephod. But the troops did not know that Yonatan was gone. Between the crossings by which Yonatan sought to cross over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and another rocky crag on the other side. One was called Bozes and the other Sine. One crag was on the north near Michmas, and the other was on the south near Giba. Then Yonatan said to his young man carrying his armor, Come, let's cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised ones. Perhaps the Lord will work for us, for nothing restrains the Lord from delivering, whether by many or by few. His armor-bearer answered him, Do whatever is in your heart. Go ahead, I am with you, whatever your heart decides. Then Yonatan said, Here, we'll cross over to the men, then let them see us. If they say to us, Wait till we come to you, then we'll stand still in our place and will not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, then we will go up, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand. That will be our sign. So they both let themselves be seen by the Philistine garrison. Look, some Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they were hiding, the Philistine said. So the men of the garrison shouted down to Yonatan and his armor-bearer, saying, Come up to us, and we'll teach you a lesson. Then Yonatan said to his armor-bearer, Follow me, for the Lord has handed them over to Israel. So Yonatan climbed up on his hands and feet, with his armor-bearer behind him. Then they fell before Yonatan, his armor-bearer behind him finished them off. That first assault that Yonatan and his armor-bearer made struck down about twenty men, within about half a furrow and an acre of land. Terror then spread through the camp in the field and among all the troops. Even the outpost and the raiders also trembled when the earth quaked. It was trembling from God. <clears throat> it was trembling from the Lord. Now Shaol's watchmen in Gibeah of Benjamin saw the throng scattering away in every direction. So Shaol said to the people who were with him, Call the roll now and see who went from us. When they called the roll, behold, Yonatan and his armor-bearer were not there. Then Shaol said to Ayah, Bring the ark of the Lord here. For the ark of the Lord at that time was with B'nai Israel. But when Shaol was talking to the Kohen, the commotion in the Philistine camp kept increasing. So Shaol said to the Kohen, Withdraw your hand. Then Shaol and all the people with him 
rallied and rushed into battle. Behold, every man's sword was against his fellow in utter confusion. Now there were Hebrews who had defected to the Philistines previously, and had gone up with them to their camp round about. Even they joined the Israelites that were with Shaol and Yonatan. Also when all the men of Israel, who had hid themselves in the hill country of Ephraim, heard that the Philistines had fled, they also chased them in the battle. So the Lord delivered Israel that day. The battle spread as far as Bet-Avin. Now the men of Israel were hard-pressed that day. For Shaol put the people under oath, saying, Cursed be the man that eats any food before evening, until I have avenged myself on my enemies. So none of the people tasted food. But when all the people of the land entered the forest, there was honey on the ground. When the people entered the forest, indeed, there was a flow of honey, but no one put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Yonatan had not heard when his father made the people swear the oath. So he put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and dipped it into the honeycomb, put his hand to his mouth, and his eyes brightened. Then one of the soldiers told him, Your father strictly put the men under oath, saying, Cursed be the man that eats food today, but the troops are exhausted. Yonatan said, My father has troubled the people. Just look how my eyes have brightened because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more if only the troops had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies that they found. Wouldn't the slaughter among the Philistines have then been greater? That day they struck down the Philistines from Michmas to Ayalon, though the people were so weary. Then the people rushed greedily upon the plunder. They took sheep, oxen, and calves, butchered them on the ground, and the people ate them with the blood. Then they reported to Shaol, saying, Behold, the people are sinning against the Lord by eating with the blood. They have acted faithlessly, he said. Roll a great stone towards me at once. Then Shaol said, Disperse yourselves among the people and tell them, Each one of you bring me his ox or sheep and butcher them here and eat. Do not sin against the Lord by eating with the blood. So all the people each brought his ox with him that night and butchered it there. Then Shaol built the altar to the Lord. It was the first altar he built to the Lord. Then Shaol said, Let's go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them until the morning light. We won't leave any survivors among them. Do whatever seems good in your eyes, they replied. Then the Kohen said, Let us draw near to the Lord here. So Shaol required of the Lord, Should I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. Then Shaol said, Draw near here, all you chiefs of the people. Investigate and see how this sin was committed today. For as the Lord, Israel's deliverer, lives, even if it was by my son Yonatan, he will surely die. But not one among the people answered him. So he said to all Israel, You stand on one side, and I and my son Yonatan will stand on the other side. 
Do what seems good in your eyes, the people said to Shaul. So Shaul said to the Lord, Lord of Israel, grant a perfect lot. Yonatan and Shaul were chosen, but the people were cleared. Then Shaul said, Cast a lot between me and my son Yonatan. And Yonatan was taken. Then Shaul said to Yonatan, Tell me what you've done. Yonatan told him, saying, I certainly did taste a little honey with the end of the rod that was in my hand. Here I am, I must die. May the Lord do so to me even more, Shaul said. You must surely die, Yonatan. But the people said to Shaul, Must Yonatan die? It was he who brought about this great deliverance of Israel. Far be it. As the Lord lives, not a hair of his head will fall to the ground, for he has worked with the Lord this day. So the people rescued Yonatan, and he did not die. Then Shaul broke off pursuing the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own country. After Shaul had secured his kingship over he waged war against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, the Ammonites, Edom, the kings of Zovah, and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he punished them. He did so with valor, defeating the Amalekites and delivering Israel from the hands of those who had plundered them. Now the sons of Shaul were Yonatan, Ishvi, and Malchishua, and the names of his two daughters were the name of the firstborn, Mirav, and the name of the younger, Michal. The name of Shaul's wife was Ahinoam, daughter of Ahimaaz. The name of the commander of his army was Avner, son of Ner, Shaul's uncle. Kish was Shaul's father, and Avner's father was Ner, son of Aviel. Now there was a bitter war against the Philistines all the days of Shaul. So whenever Shaul saw any mighty man or any son of valor, he would gather him to himself. That was First Samuel chapter 14. Now to our reading in the Ketuvim, or the writings. We will be reading in Psalms chapter 54 today. For the musical director on string instruments, a contemplative song of David. When the Zephatites came and said to Shaul, Is not David hiding himself among us? O God, save me by your name. Vindicate me by your might. O God, hear my prayer. Listen to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me. Violent men seek after my soul. They do not set God before them. Selah. Surely God is my helper. My Lord is the supporter of my soul. Let evil return to my foes. Silence them with your truth. I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from all trouble, and my eye has gazed upon my enemies. That was Psalm chapter 54. And now in our reading in the Apostolic Writings, we are reading Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 31. 
Then getting up from there, Yeshua goes to the region of Yehuda beyond the Yarden. Again crowds gather around him, and as was his custom, he began to teach them once more. Pharisees came up to test him. They began asking, Is it permitted for a man to divorce his wife? And he replied to them, What did Moshe command you? The Pharisees said, Moshe permitted a man to write a bill of divorce and to put her away. But Yeshua said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, the Lord made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what the Lord has joined together, let no man separate. In the house, the disciples began questioning him about this again. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she is committing adultery. Now people were bringing little children to Yeshua, so he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Yeshua saw this, he got angry. He told them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of the Lord belongs to such as these. I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of the Lord like a little child will never enter it. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. As Yeshua was setting out on his way, a man ran up to him, fell at his knees before him, and asked, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Yeshua said to him. No one is good except one, that is, the Lord. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not cheat. Honor your father and mother. The man responded, Teacher, all these I have kept since my youth. Looking at him, Yeshua loved him and said, One thing you lack, go sell as much as you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But at this statement the man became sad, and went away grieving, for he had much property. Then looking around, Yeshua says to his disciples, How hard it will be for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Yeshua answered again and says to them, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of the Lord? Is it easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of the Lord? The disciples were even more astonished, saying among themselves, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Yeshua said, With men it is impossible but not with the Lord, for all things are possible with the Lord. Kepha began to say to him, Look, we've left everything to follow you. Amen, I tell you, Yeshua replied. There is no one who has left house or brother or sister or mother 
or father or children or property for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundred times as much now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and property, along with the persecutions and in the Olam Haba eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. That was Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 31. If you're going through the apostolic readings twice this year, the extra reading for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That concludes our podcast for today, ladies. I hope as you enter into your Hanukkah celebrations that they have a deeper meaning this year, that in the midst of darkness, light comes forth, and that ultimately our true light comes from Yeshua and what he has given us. So may this be a beautiful festival for everyone. And until next time, this is Karen from the Golan Heights. Thank you.